Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. Today's question comes from one of our listeners, and they want to know, what does the Bible say about anger? Well, this is a very important question, and uh, I'm thankful that it was asked. Handling anger properly is a critical life skill for Christians. Anger can cripple communication between two people and rip apart families and relationships in churches. God's Word not only teaches how to deal with anger, but also how to overcome sinful anger. First, let's talk about righteous anger. Righteous anger is expressed when we are confronted with sins, such as in the case of child abuse, pornography, racism, homosexual activity, sexual fornication, abortion, and more. The biblical Christ gets angry at sin, even the sins of his disciples. And yet Jesus is perfectly righteous. He's holy, and he cannot endure the presence of transgression without responding in wrath because his anger is always righteous. James gives us excellent instruction when it comes to righteous indignation in James 1, 19-20. The Apostle Peter echoes this advice, especially for those times when we face antagonism towards God and the things of God in 1 Peter 3, 14-17. Now, Christians can also channel righteous anger into organizations that combat the influence of evil in society. Our outrageous Christians should lead to bringing others into a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, here's what ungodly anger is. Anger can become sinful when it's motivated by pride or it's allowed to linger. And it's unproductive and it distorts the purposes of God. Ephesians 4, uh, 15 through 19 helps Christians understand they are to speak the truth and love to build one another up, not to use their speech to tear one another down. Anger becomes sin when it is allowed to boil over, unconstrained, resulting in hurt being multiplied and leaving destruction in its wake. So how do we handle anger biblically? Well, to manage our anger biblically, we must recognize our mismanagement of ungodly anger as sin. Such a confession would be to God and specific to those who have been hurt by our anger, not excusing it nor shifting blame to the victim. To handle anger correctly. Because someone has hurt us, we need to see the Lord amid such situations. Now, Genesis 50, 20, Romans 8, 28 through 29, and James 1, 2 through 4 help Bible readers understand that nothing happens in our lives is a surprise to a faithful God who redeems all situations for the joy of his people. The Lord is a good God. Reflecting on these biblical truths will move our hearts to alter how we react to hurtful people and situations. Let's talk about anger and biblical ethics. Responding to anger appropriately is a matter of biblical ethics. God the Father, who is perfectly holy, only gets angry when his holy, unchanging standards are violated. Since Christians are to imitate God, the people of God must only get angry at what God gets mad about. Now, to do that, when we see the weak and helpless exploited, for example, we need to understand the Lord's wrath is kindled against the oppressor. Hypocrisy in our lives and in our local churches must disturb the Christian because of Jesus' anger towards those who honor them, honor him with their lips only. Now, every Christian at some point in our lives is going to get angry. It's a fact of life. The Bible does not minimize this reality, but it does teach that the Christian is not to sin in anger in Ephesians 4.26. Every time we get mad as Christians, we need to stop. We need to pray. We need to check ourselves to ensure we are upset about what God hates. For example, we might hate sex trafficking, but we pass from righteous anger at the exploitation of children to sinful anger if we have thoughts of destroying those who engage in such behavior. In cases of injustice, it's essential to make room for the wrath of God when evil men abuse innocent people. Genesis 50, 19 and Romans 12, 19 tell us God is righteous and just so, so we can 
trust him who knows and who who, uh, who never fails to act justly. Now, Christians are to put away anger. Anger is the emotion most often associated with abuse, which is why Paul tells Christians to put away anger in Ephesians 4.31. Ephesians 4.26 is not a contradiction. It's a recognition that, the, that getting angry, even if it's righteous, often leads towards malicious thoughts about wanting to see offenders repent. Such anger gives root to bitterness that destroys the soul. Rather than viewing people as opponents, we should seek to imitate our Savior by restoring the repentant like Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus was hard on the Pharisees because of their hard hearts, but he was kind and gentle to the women caught in adultery. Now, one key to handle anger biblically is to return evil for good. Instead of holding on to anger, pray for the person who angers you. The key is to convert your anger into love for others because of the grace of God. This is one key where we can change our feelings towards another by doing a loving deed. One example of this is praying for those who are upset and asking the Lord to change our hearts first and then to change the person who has hurt us. Well, there's some keys that we need to learn about Christian communication, and and that's where we're headed next. And these keys are found in Ephesians 4.15 and Ephesians 4.25-32. The first is, be honest about the problem and speak to it. After all, people cannot read our minds. We must speak the truth in love. Second, do not allow your anger to build up so you lose control. It's essential to address what's bothering you before it builds up. Communicate how you feel with those close to you. This is just one helpful tool to combat blowing up. Stay current on communicating about your feelings. Third, don't see people as opponents to be one, but communicate in love with people. And one key to doing this well is to watch the volume of our voice and to keep it low. Counting to 10 in our head is an invaluable tool to respond in a godly way to others. Another way, begin to see that person through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Ask God to help you. After all, he is our chief shepherd. So here's some helpful questions to ask when you get angry. See, the next time you feel that anger coming on, I want to I, I want to urge you to ask the following three questions. What tends to make you feel mad and why? What behavioral characteristics annoy me and what are the reasons? What is my anger revealing about the present state of my walk with Jesus? Well, now that we've talked about that, let's let's turn to address your anger in a biblical way. God is anger is a is a God-given emotion. It's meant to be expressed righteously, not in unrighteousness. As the Lord by his spirit addresses your anger, repent, confess of it, seek help from your pastor and train biblical counselors. By recognizing what causes you to get angry, you can grow in the grace of God and prevent future outbursts of unrighteous anger. See, we all need one another. I need you and you need me in our local churches. So let's keep the lines of communication open. Let's share openly and honestly with one another and aim to grow in grace in community with one another in a local church. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment and thank our listener who sent this question in. It's a really, really good one. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to encourage you to subscribe. You can find us on all the all of your podcasters. We're on Spotify and iTunes and Google and all of them. You can find us everywhere. And if you enjoy this, I, I want to encourage you to share this episode with your friends and your family. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.